0: Hi, my name is Tai Ma, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond.
1: On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. And boy, do we have an exciting episode for you this week. This is episode 330 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps us updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week... Tai joins us. He's been in 24 Million Dollar Arm, Once Upon a Time, Satisfaction, The Quiet American, and it just goes on and on. He's got such a, a catalog of TV shows and movies he's been over the years, and he's coming to On Screen to be on. He's got some great stuff to talk about, so stick around for that. Tai Ma is coming up in a little bit. Want to thank you all for sending your emails to me. I' am getting a lot of requests for people to have on the show, and I appreciate it very much. It helps us find more people, and also let a friend know about On Screen and Beyond. Go to uh, you know iTunes and leave a review, or, or you know tell a friend. Tell them to go to On Screen Beyond dot com. Go to our rerun section, and we've got every episode we've ever done since two thousand seven. They're all there from number one to this one number 330 they're all there and there's some great people to listen to. I'm sure there's somebody in there that you've enjoyed over the years on TV or music or movies or whatever. Check them out. But we got to get into this episode so we can get Time Iron on here. Up next, it's Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond.
2: Please up and try again.
1: Remake Madness, a chip's big screen remake is in the works and Dax Shepherd will write, direct, and star in the film so we'll once we know more about who else is going to be in it we'll let you know and the 80s remo williams film is heading to a remake called the destroyer this time and it's going to be with the iron man 3 director shane black at the helm of it so we'll see what happens with that that's it for remake madness coming up next on on screen and beyond upcoming new movies upcoming new movies it looks like oprah is going to be in a film once again as a member of the cast of the richard pryor biopic and george clooney and sandra bullock will team up again in a uh, movie called our brand is crisis and they will both produce and bullock will star and we're not sure if clooney's going to be have a role in the film or not but we'll see we'll let you know about that and it's a political th- film once again, and Ken Jeong will star in an untitled celebrity death pool film. It's a comedy, of course, as he gets into debt and bets that David Hasselhoff will die next in the celebrity death pool, and it sets you know everything into motion. <laughs> And he decides that uh, he's going to win and he's going to make it happen. So uh, I presume Hasselhoff is in on this one and it's going to be a, you know, it's probably going to be a riot. So that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City on On Screen and Beyond.
0: This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss.
1: Sequel City, December 22nd, 2017, is the new date for The Croods 2. And December 21st, 2018, is now the date for Puss in Boots 2. And both films had November releases in their respective years, but were moved due to Marvel and DC releases on the same dates. So, backing off a little bit. (laughs) Can't mess with those superheroes. And Pierce Brosnan will once again get another shot at the action in November Man 2. It's been given the go ahead. That's it for sequel city coming up next on On Screen to Beyond. We're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD November 4th Little House on the Prairie, A Merry Ingles Christmas comes to DVD and digital to HD. And season five of the classic spy TV show, The Avengers, hits stores on November 11th. Also on November 11th, you can look for True Blood season seven and the complete series coming out at the same time as it takes a bite out of your wallet on Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. What's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? I'm telling you next right here on On Screen and Beyond movies on dvd october 28th you can check out bruce willis and john cusack as a star in the prince on dvd and blu-ray and jersey boys arrives on dvd and blu-ray on november 11th and you can look for 22 jump street to come to dvd and blu-ray in november that's it for movies on dvd next on on screen to be on it's tv and entertainment time TV and Entertainment Time, Sophia Vergara is at the top of the heap as the highest paid female TV actor and actress for 2014. And you can look for Bruce Springsteen to become an actor in Netflix show Lilyhammer during season three of that show. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen to Be On, it's time for birthdays.
0: we
2: Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday!
1: Happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> celebrating birthdays. On September fourteenth, Walter Koenig of Star Trek Fame turns seventy-seven. Bowser from Shanana turns sixty-six. On September fifteenth, Tommy Lee Jones turns sixty-seven. September sixteenth, Amy Poehler turns forty-two. September seventeenth, Elvira, Cassandra Peterson turns sixty-two. September eighteenth, Jason Sudeikis turns 38. Fred Willard turns 80. September 19th, Jimmy Fallon turns 39. Adam West, Batman himself, turns 85. David McCullen, Ilya Kuliakin from The Man From U.N.C.L.E. turns 80. And Randolph Mantooth of Emergency turns 68. Twiggy turns 64. And on September 20th, it looks like Sophia Loren turns 79. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Listener birthdays on September 17th, Lacey G. from Sydney, Australia, turns 47. And September 20th, Samantha C. 29 from Lansing, Michigan. That is it for birthday times for celebrities and listeners. And if you are a listener of On Screen and Beyond and want to have your birthday or a friend's birthday or whatever told right here on On Screen and Beyond to the whole world, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And I will get that on for you. And uh, give me the information, though. You know, it's like I say, some people are just telling me their first name and their last initial, or some just their first name, some just uh, no ages. They don't want to have ages, <laughs> whatever. But whatever you'd like, send me the information. But please include where you're from, because that's always nice to hear. And uh, we'll get to try to get you on here. All right. What do you say? Time Ma is coming up right here on On Screen and Beyond. He's next. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actor who has played many roles over the years, including in The Quiet American, Million Dollar Arm, Rush Hour, and Rush Hour 3, American Dad, Walker Texas Ranger, Once Upon a Time, 24, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and now in Satisfaction as Zen Master. He's Tai Ma. Welcome to On Screen and Beyond, Tai.
0: Thank you. Nice to be here. That, you on a roll. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had to get moving there. <laughs> you
0: did. You got moving good.
1: <laughs> well, actually, I mentioned all those titles, and that's quite a few, but, I mean, that's just a little snippet of all the roles that you have played over the years.
0: Uh, I'm so blessed. Like, What can I say? I mean, just... Um... It's it's uh, well. I must have did something that uh, that warrants this kind of blessing from from the universe. I appreciate it, every bit of it.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, a lot of actors, I mean, and I I don't want to make it sound like you've been acting for years and years and years. I mean, but I have. (laughs) Well, not, well, I mean, I believe me, I've done some, I've uh, interviewed (laughs) some actors who, you know, were acting back in the 40s and 50s.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, I can't compete with that, (laughs) you know. But,
1: but your credits are almost as long as some of those people. I mean, I mean, you've done a lot of work over the years.
0: Yeah, try to keep busy, you know, um, keep me out of trouble. (laughs) That's how you do it.
1: (laughs) Now, do you remember all the different roles that you've played, or or is it, you know, like anything else where you just go to, you do your job, and then you're done, and then you go on to the next one? If if, if I mention roles, do you remember all of them?
0: Uh, Well, I can't say I remember all of them, but I think I remember most of them. I think... The reason why is that, you know, all of these roles were, were I mean, I I choose to do them. So if I, if it was chosen, you know, something by myself, instead of taking it as just a job, then um, it's a little more memorable than, uh, you know, just taking on some employment, you
1: see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Now, you seem to always play, or most of the time, you're, you're playing the bad guy. Do you enjoy doing that?
0: Uh, actually, that's not that's not correct. Really, I, mean, I, I think I think most of my roles are, are um, uh, not quite the uh the, protag- uh, the antagonist. It's much more on the protagonist side. Really, yeah. Uh, but however, having said that, I've I've played enough of them to you know, and also you know, those those uh, uh, bad quote unquote bad guy roles are uh, more memorable right because you get much more of a latitude to to kind of go a, a little more uh uh dramatic you you can go overboard a little bit you know whereas the more subtler uh, uh performances can be missed you know so mm-hmm. um, i'm not surprised that most people really have the uh the idea that i i i my, my predominant you know the predominant roles that I play are "quote unquote" bad guy roles in my career.
1: Yeah, well, but
0: that's that, not true, actually.
1: Yeah, well, we, we, we see that with a lot of actors. You know, we 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 yeah. see them, and and like you say, the role is so memorable that yeah. that that's the one that sticks with it, and it's like, wow, that guy can act.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it. you know, I'm. I, it is a little uh, easier, I think. You know, personally speaking. That you you play these bad guy roles because you definitely have a lot more leeway in terms of you know uh, stretching the role a little bit more, you know you make it a little more uh, uh, over the top if you can you know, and they're always associated with a lot of action, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh, 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 for lack of a uh, description it it's a it, it, you know, blood and guts and, and these things do stand out in your mind because in, in many ways it's traumatic. It's traumatic to, to the human mind to remember. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so those things to do, do become a little more vivid than the more subtler performances, I think.
1: Yeah. Of all the roles you've done, is there one that's sort of like your favorite that you you know, you really said, Boy, I nailed that that one. That's a really good good job I did on that. Any special ones? Hmm.
0: Uh not particularly, because I think that the, the roles that I've been able to, you know, to, to do, they are so different. And, and, and I chose those roles for different reasons. And, and, and some of these characters, are, are, you know, are, it presents itself in such a different way. For example, I appreciate Dante's Peak
2: mm-hmm. as
0: part of this kind of a volcanologist team. Where these people are just American scientists trying to do a job. Nobody ever questioned their ethnicity. Nobody ever questioned where they're from. Mm-hmm. They were just this group of guys who were uh, uh, part of the, this, this this team that saves the world. You know that that's something that's very really attractive because uh, in some ways, you know, it allows me to be part of quote unquote the American scene you know where I'm seen as an American first as opposed to some ethnicity first because I am an ethnic Mm -hmm. you know if you look at me you're going to say well he's Asian you know what Asian we don't know but you know that's the first thing that hits your 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 retina that's what registers in someone's brain however this movie didn't Dante speak did not want to you know to really uh, uh, add any more to the fact that I am already registered as someone of of, of another ethnicity mm-hmm. however does not that does not make me le- any less American than who I am right so yeah. I appreciate that role in that sense I appreciate the quiet American as Hing because here you are I'm portraying a character that's been a triple agent for North Vietnam and this guy is a, is based on a, 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 a true character, and and the fact that he was a spy for 35 years and he was never caught that presents a, a, a Interesting character that I will always remember. So you, you have all of this kind of different uh, uh, Attractions about these characters that you will remember and and They're special in every way on its own so I mean, it's like, you know, you bring all your kids in the room and go, okay, you're my favorite. I don't think that's going to fly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you bring all your kids in your room, you're going to say, you know what, you're all my favorite. Right, yeah.
1: (laughs) Now, you mentioned about uh, playing an actual person, and you also did that in Million Dollar Arm. Yes, yes. Uh, Is it more difficult, do you think, to play a real-life person as opposed to, you know, something that that nobody has any idea about?
0: Uh, it really depends. I, I think it depends on, on, on whether or not uh, the script stays true to, to the person you're portraying. So for The Quiet American, it was pretty much right on. You know, you, I am portraying a character that, that um, is actually uh, a, a true reflection of who this guy really was. And for the million dollar arm, as for for Will Chang is concerned, it wasn't. You know, we took a departure with Will Chang's role in real life uh, uh, to the film Mm -hmm. because the, the the idea was that we we could, if Will Chang was portrayed truthfully as the real Will Chang, we would have no drama in the movie at all. Yeah. Because Will Chang was such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Will Chang is a nice guy. What am I talking about? <laughs> he is a, he's, a, he's a gentleman. He's a sportsman and, and well-read, well-educated, I mean, kind. Whereas in the Million Dollar Arm, in the movie Will Chang, he's the hard-nosed financier. He's the guy that's going to put up the money, and he wants what he wants. Mm-hmm. And he's very direct that way. So really, <laughs> in terms of the Million Dollar Arm, he... Will Chang is really, Will Chang the, uh, the character in the movie is very unlike the Will Chang of real life. Uh, so okay. in that departure, we are serving the film as opposed to to give you a true representation of who the man you know really is.
1: So, so you those re-
0: are the differences, yeah.
1: so you were able to to meet him.
0: Oh yes, yes. I, I've, I've been I've been fortunate enough to be able to meet you know all the really all the people that I. Well, I can't say all because in Golden Gate, that, um, I actually met him too. You know, I played—I also played a role in uh, in Golden Gate with Matt Dillon and Joan Chen, where I did also portray someone who was who was a, a, a real-life character. And I met them all, yes. And and Will, I, I met in person. Hing, uh, uh, I met in person in Vietnam, and also Chen Zhong Song, I also met in person in New York City.
1: Wow. Does that help with portraying them?
0: Yes, absolutely. Particularly, you know, with The Million Dollar Arm, it was a departure. Mm -hmm. It was a complete departure from who Will Chang really is. So, in some ways, I kind of had to go opposite of what the real Will Chang is. Mm -hmm. Because the character in the movie is just almost the antithesis of who Will Chang really is in real life. So, so. In 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 really in in the case of Million Dollar Arm is that it, it will really serve as a signpost of going the other way. Yeah.
1: What was his impression of of the role? You know your your <laughs> role in there in that movie.
0: Will is such a generous guy. You know, I mean, he understands what we're doing in the movie. So so uh, I mean, if it was me, I would not be very happy. Because, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not Will Chang. You know, so. So, Will Chang is magnanimous. Will Chang is very gracious. Will Chang is very open, and he has an open heart. You know, he has less problems than I do. So, <laughs> so really, in many ways, he's just so supportive of, of you know, understanding that we're trying to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And, really, the main story is about, you know, these two kids from India right. who had this wonderful dream of making it in the – in, in um, in uh, American baseball, and they did so. That, that's like it's, it's such a. That's the story. That's that's the story you want to tell. Right. So no matter how we tell that story, we we will support that that team throughout from beginning to end. You know, whatever it's called for, I don't know we would do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, going from playing an actual person to going to let's say, once upon a time where you played the dragon Mm -hmm. (laughs) how do you get into a role like that
0: oh man i tell you once upon a time is a wonderful show i really enjoy it very popular and 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 i feel that it's probably one of the very few shows on television that kind of gives you some kind of life lesson at the end of the day and in in tone in a wonderful way you know i'm kind of this, this fairy tale you know setting with 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 every character from every known fairy tale in the world so it's kind of fun and and when you do that you know you 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 as an actor uh, of it's so wide open you know your imagination will take you you know as far as you can go and we know that you, anyone's imagination is boundless so that's a gift you know you're able to kind of just let it go and and really allow that character to live in you, so that that that's some that is something of, of uh, uh a, a gift of another form where you really have no restrictions other than the fact that oh and and not only that the fact that you have no restrictions in terms of your imagination but has no restrictions in terms of the way you look i mean we we i mean makeup i mean hair and and, and Costume did such a wonderful job, you know, suggesting this character. It really helped me, you know, ground this guy and, and be able to 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 really expand the imagination of the dragon, you know, as it is uh, uh, designed by the writers.
1: Right, yeah. yeah. Do you get, to, on shows like that, do you get to put have any input into the character? Or are they pretty much set?
0: Yes, yes. I mean, really, I mean, when it, Here's what I find. Anyone who who are willing to kind of do a show where you are uh, are creatively imagining certain characters, and particularly, you know, characters of certain ethnicity, that that they're very open in terms of input. The dragon, you know, uh, uh, in uh, Once Upon a Time, we pretty much kind of uh, um, patterned after uh, a Taoist priest. You know where they normally have have such long beards and 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 you know they they're kind of nonconformists. Mm-hmm. You know they don't want to wear modern clothes. They they're always in their robes. <laughs> so it's kind of like Greek Orthodoxy. You know it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And yep. in that there's a certain parallel to that. And and we talked about the type of fabric that he he would use in the as uh, uh her, that would make his robe and and uh. What, at the fact that he doesn't really, kind of not—he doesn't like to comb his hair, you know, because <laughs> it's almost like you know, someone, you know, everybody today, like, it's kind of like, don't like to comb their hair. So, <laughs> so you, we we were able to put all that into the the character, which is wonderful, and and same thing with the with the, the general uh, and the lady killers, mm-hmm. you know, with the Cohen brothers, with with Ethan and Joe and Ethan. They're so open about you know, your participation. You're, you get an ch- opportunity to go through every step of the preparation of this character. You know, we had meetings with with the designers of costume, and, you know, hair and makeup. Uh, uh, we went through the same process. It's just that for, for a feature film, you have a little more time. You know, whereas in, in a, on a television series, right. you really have very, very little time. So I think both was... was uh, uh, uh something that that all actors really welcome because you you really get you get an opportunity to be a creative participant mm. you know uh, in the whole creative process and and that's always welcome i believe
1: yeah how is it working for the Coen brothers i mean <laughs> you know they're, they're they're pretty big i mean
0: <laughs> they are they were a dream to work with really i mean you you're talking about okay we we shot for close to three and a half months Wow. And now, you have any brothers and sisters? Oh yes. Okay. you guys fight?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we okay. did, not now, but I mean, we did. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, yes, well, guess what? I mean, you're talking about working every day. Joe and Ethan, I don't think they ever had a disagreement. really. It was so cool. <laughs> I was like,, uh, I think I think there was maybe one time where we were shooting inside a tunnel and Joel was inside with us and Ethan was outside at the monitors and i think uh, Roger Deacon the dp asked a question and joe said yes and ethan said no mm-hmm. i think that was the only time that and we all laughed yeah we said, oh my god history's just been made some joe and ethan disagreed on something <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it and also they were i mean really joe and ethan are so well prepared for, for their work is that I don't think we... I think we might have worked maybe one day over 12 hours. Hmm. Wow. So it was a really happy set. You're yeah. talking about, you know, from six to six. We're done.
1: Wow. That, that's unusual.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I've never had that experience on a film set. Ever. Ever. Hmm. On any film set. Television, movies, independent, big studio. I've, I've never had that experience. And it's such a pleasure to work with these guys because... Everybody, the entire crew is really happy that they get to go home and have dinner with their family.
1: Right. Yeah. That's
0: almost that almost never happens. Jeez. So you know, really, in that sense, uh, uh, everything is so well planned out for everybody that that you know that not only you know in pre production you get to participate in the in the design of this whole whole look of the character and also rehearsals for you know read-throughs, rehearsals with other actors and. I mean, everything is like it's just clockwork, you know. It allows the actors to 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 have more time with these scenes because once we we lock down on what we need to do and what what you know what uh, Joe and Ethan have intended to 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 have in the story and how to tell the story, we were able to do other things, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of expand the scene a little bit, pulling from left and right, and 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 to you just feel safe hmm. and because we do have the time to do it yeah that was a it was a uh you know anytime that joan ether wants to do another film uh, i'm there Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, and like I said, you've done so many other TV shows and everything, and we could go through all of them. But uh, some of the biggest ones are, are like 24. I mean, mm. to be part of a, 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 a hit show like that must have been exciting for you.
0: Absolutely. And and 24 is another unique situation. You're talking about a character. Really, uh, uh, I was only supposed to do two two episodes. Really. When we first started, I mean, there was nothing. Uh, it was uh, uh, basically a two-episode arc for this character, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be three seasons, and and plus the new season, you know, the new, right, yeah. the new 24. So you know, w- when you have that situation, um, you just count your blessings, man. You know, oh, yeah. on on uh, how lucky you 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 are, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and and to work with. Her, a group of people who are so talented and so committed to the show, again, you know, uh, uh, it's a stroke of luck.
1: So they must decide. Uh, I mean, when I think of them hiring somebody to come on a show, you know, they, I would think that they would already know how many episodes because everything must be planned out. But evidently not, right? Because they obviously had to rewrite or write the story to keep you in there.
0: Well, actually, they didn't. What they did was in that in uh, season four, it was a two-episode. You know the fact that, but they left the story open-ended.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So it, they can go anywhere with it. Yeah. So it, in in uh, season five, or well, day five, they brought the character back.
2: Yeah. yeah. And
0: then to set up for for uh, season five and then season six, they really wanted to. Because um, I don't know. I mean, I hope that is because. They really thought that, that Time Out was a pretty decent actor and they want to bring this guy back, you know, to, 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 to work, you know, with everybody. And uh, uh, that's what happened. And they, uh, in season six, this character was even expanded even more. Yeah. So he was in nearly half the season.
1: Now, they've all always talked about, uh, of course, when the show ended, they talked, well, maybe there was going to be a movie, and then they turned around and, and did the TV show extension on it. Um, it, it. Have you heard anything about a possible movie?
0: You know, I tell you, there is no reason why they shouldn't do a movie, and there's no reason why they shouldn't continue with the show. Right, it's do both. A popular show. Yeah. Now, however, having, having said that, you know, really, uh, these, all of these things, I personally feel that, that you know, it really depends on, you know, what uh, Kiefer's interest is. Mm. Because you're talking about a gentleman who is going to be involved in nearly every scene. Right, yeah. Either going to be the movie or the, or the TV show, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He, he's the anchor of the show. I mean, you know, uh, when you have that kind of schedule, and, and it's grueling, I'm telling you. 24 is not an easy show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it
0: is a grueling show. It's a physical show uh you know you're everywhere on location a lot and really i think you know it's quite taxing physically and right. mentally because it's 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 pages and pages of dialogue that you have to cover because you know there are lots of expositions and 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 you need to explain that to the audience
2: mm-hmm. because it's
0: a complex show yeah otherwise you know you you can't audience are, are, are gonna uh, you don't want to lose them because it's well I don't know what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> what is he talking about? You know. So in 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 some respects, you know, you do need to spend that time to make sure the story is clear.
1: Right. Yeah. So you know
0: the audience is not going to set up, I mean, particularly for television. You know, it's very easy to push that little little button there and and change channels.
2: Mm-hmm, Yep.
0: So for 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 movies, you're a little you 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 add somewhat of a. A better advantage because you know they they spend time, they go out to the theater, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a planned event, right? You know, where you're going with your loved ones or or your friends, you know, it it is it's a little bit more to the filmmaker's advantage, but television, man, I'm telling you, at the mercy of the button, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so really, I think I think. If this is going to be, you know, uh, another twenty-four TV series or, or or a movie about twenty-four, really, I, I believe personally, it'd be up to Kiefer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Now for this next, and of course, in the interest of the writers. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I think you know those are the, the, the people who need to uh, uh, want to 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 do them.
1: Yeah, and come up with some a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And for this next question, I'm going to have to call you Zen Master here because Ah. (laughs) (laughs) now currently you are on Satisfaction on USA Network. Yes. And it ends, I believe. It's this. Is it? uh, It's not this week. It's it's the 19th. I think it is the last.
0: Yeah, soon. 18th or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, this week was uh, episode
1: eight. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: the season uh, is a. It's a ten episode season for for
1: season one? Okay, okay.
0: So yeah, so we have two more, I
1: think. Yeah, so uh, I, I know you can't tell us anything. You know that would be spoiling it, and I wouldn't want that, anyways. But but uh, I understand.
2: Spoiler
0: alert. Spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> you are in the last episode, right? Yeah. Can you tell us that?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I can. I can. I can say that. Yes. I'm, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now is have you heard? Is this show been extended or has there been any word yet
0: uh, no I, I am not privy to that information uh, at the moment because I'm sure the writers uh, and the producers may have the, uh, um, uh, the, the the knowledge of whether or not you know this is a, a show that's gonna have a second season or third and fourth season. right yeah I mean personally I feel that the show deserves second third fourth season in fifth season I think it's a very unique show yeah. very unique show yeah.
1: you, you almost sounded like a politician there I, I when you said <laughs> I have no knowledge of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah okay yeah <laughs> I'll uh, leave
1: it at that <laughs> <laughs> alright um, we'll finish up here I know I've, I've kept you on for quite a while here but uh, I just want to finish up with uh, uh, two final questions Uh yeah. They may be easy or they may be hard. I don't know. It's taking oh. taking us away from your acting and everything. When, okay. you, when you sit down and relax, oh. what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past?
0: Oh, man, I tell you, you're going to need more time than this. <laughs> I love, I'm telling you, I, I'm a fan. Really? I'm a fan of movies and television. I really am. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so, so my list along, I mean, really, presently, I'm talking about, uh, I, I found that a lot of shows on cable are very exciting. Uh, I think, you know, there's, uh, because the fact that it's cable, mm-hmm. because the writers, you know, really have less constraint than network. Right, yeah. So, I mean, having said that, I really like The Good Wife. I think it's a wonderful show mm-hmm. uh, on, on network television. Um, I like Big Bang Theory, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, but uh, uh, Broadway Empire, you know, uh, Ray Donovan, you know, Nurse Jackie, um you name it. I tell you, there's so many shows that I really enjoy in uh, uh, on the movie. And uh, you, actually, you know, in some ways, I think that I'm a little, little bit disappointed with with films lately. It's just that there are too many uh, comic books.
1: I know. Everything seems comic so, book now.
0: <laughs> and it gets a little tiresome, you know, but I do enjoy Captain America. and I mean, you know, because I grew up on those comics,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. you know,
0: uh, all the Marvel stuff. And I enjoy the Avengers, you know, Thor, you know. And and I do I do like them, you know, and they're very exciting. It's just I don't want to see too much of it because then my head gets all twisted around. <laughs> and I say, oh, my God. I can't. I, my, they, they, there's so many images that keep on flashing. You know, in my mind's eye, it's hard yeah. for me to relax. So, really, those, those are the uh, the more uh, uh, recent uh, film and television shows. I mean, I grew up with *Man from Uncle*. I mean, I've oh yes, with, with *Mission Impossible*. I, I, I you know, um, some *Wild Wild West*.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: um, *Star Trek*. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Wonderful TV shows, and, and yeah. you know, the *Godfather* series. Uh, yeah. You know. I mean, even you know stuff that you don't really you know see in a the theater. Citizen Kane, you know these wonderful, right? Yeah, amazing work of art and work of, of, of value, and 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 it goes. The list goes on, you know. And and as I say, I, I am a fan. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. Well,
1: you mentioned Star Trek, and and you actually have a a little bit of Star Trek in your yeah. resume.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, I I remember begging my former manager i said listen it was my one of my favorite tv shows i don't care what i do on the show i don't care if i appear briefly on the show i just want to be in the show can you get me in the show (laughs) and they did they got me in so i did a star trek and you know as the uh biomolecular biologist right yeah (laughs) oh my god it was like I was like a kid in the candy store. Trust me, I was so happy.
1: Wow. Everybody's
0: going like, what's wrong with this guy? He's running around <laughs> grinning from ear to ear, man. For what? For this little role? And wow. Said, yes, so you got it right. Just because of this little role, I'm part of Star Trek. That's right. That's right. Lord, man. Yeah, geez. <laughs> now, was
1: acting always what you wanted to do as a kid? Always.
0: It's just Like I said, I'm blessed that way. And right from the get, that's that's what i wanted to do really i mean i of course you know every every boy growing up in america you know you're always thinking about i want to be a fireman i want to be a cop i want to be you know the pilot you know i mean all of these things but the acting always kind of come back creep its way into my psyche and say this is what you really want to do yeah (laughs) you know too much much to my secret of my family of course you know the you know, in an Asian American family, that is not something you want to get into. You know, we want you to be a you know really uh, doctor number one. Yeah, get a real
1: job, right? <laughs> no,
0: absolutely. So, so really, it, it, it took some time for my family family to uh, to kind of accept the fact that uh, uh, that I'm not going to change my mind. So, <laughs> so that's uh, that was something that was pretty much. Uh, predestined in some way or preordained in some way that uh, that's exactly what I wanted to do I, I really you know uh, couldn't think of anything else to, to to as a youngest child of seven I love to kind of entertain my family you know mm-hmm. and keep them because it you know it, you know it wasn't wasn't that easy growing up in a huge family you know as as new immigrants you know mm-hmm. to stand Island in New York you know so, so we' go through a lot and yeah. I try to keep them on a lighter note
1: <laughs> Yeah, well it worked out well for you and, and, and it worked out thank well you. for us because we get to watch you on the films and TV thank shows thank you
0: so much <laughs> thank you for all the support through the years really I mean without you guys I'm nothing
1: yeah. well Ty I want to thank you so much for taking the time it's been fun listening to you and hearing your stories and everything and I do appreciate it very much that you took the time
0: pleasure is all mine thank you
1: Hey, a lot of fun talking to Ty Mai. I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. I hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, be sure to check him out on Satisfaction on USA Network. The, uh, Like I said, I believe it's the September 18th, I believe, is the date of the final show of this season of Satisfaction. Be sure to check that out and uh, see him on there. All right, what do you say? It's getting close to the end of this episode of On Screen and Beyond. 330 episodes, can you believe it? It's just going by so fast. And if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond dot I'll see about getting that on for you. And next week we have another fascinating guest coming your way. So uh, I hope you're going to be listening. Tell your friends. A lot of great guests in the coming weeks. So I hope you're going to be listening and uh, take a peek at the uh, On Screen and Beyond rerun section of uh you know all the people we've had a lot of great people that's it that's a wrap for this week so until next week when we once again take you on screen and beyond i'm brian Zemrak. take care